developmental optometrist, award-winning author, and international speaker, Dr. Lynn Hellerstein holds powerful and inspiring conversations with her guests on Vision Beyond Sight in areas of healthcare, wellness, education, sports, and psychology. They share their inspirational stories of healing and life transformation through their vision expansion. Billions of people have vision problems, and vision is more than 2020. Vision Beyond Sight will help you see with clarity and gain courage and confidence. Your vision does not define you. You define your vision. With Dr. Lin's new way to look at your life through a new lens, you will be ready to meet yourself and receive visualizations for miracles to come. Welcome to Vision Beyond Sight. Hi, everyone. This is Dr. Lynn, and welcome to Vision Beyond Sight. Today, visiting with us is an extraordinary optometrist who has, who has created a movie, yes, a documentary movie, that you can watch on Amazon Prime, Apple TV, and Google. Today, we're going to talk about Dr. Carrie Gelb's movie and why it's so important, especially for the younger generation, to understand how critical eye exams are not only for seeing clearly, but also for your general health. Here's a little bit about Dr. Gelb, a very impressive and adventurous life. Dr. Carrie Gelb spent 2017 to 2019 traveling the continent in Europe, producing a full-length documentary entitled Open Your Eyes. Upon its release, he launched the Open Your Eyes podcast that delivers weekly episodes focusing on all aspects of health. He's also been interviewed for radio and television on topics related to ocular health. He frequently lectures on the diagnosis and treatment of many eye diseases, including, and you've probably heard this, especially uh, in your family and older generations, people who have macular degeneration, glaucoma, and diabetes. He has extensive knowledge and expertise in the evaluation and fitting in specialty or hard-to-fit contact lenses. He is committed to providing the highest quality of care to his patients. Dr. Dr. Gelb graduated with honors in 1984 from Illinois College of Optometry, and he completed a one-year residency in the diagnosis and management of ocular disease. He's been practicing in New Jersey for 23 years, and is a member of the New Jersey Society of Optometric Physicians and the president of All Docs, the Association of Lens Crafters, Lease Holding Doctors. Dr. Gelb, welcome to Vision Beyond Sight. Well, Lynn, thank you for having me. Um, I'm excited to be speaking with you today. Well, it's certainly a pleasure, and I really want you to share information about this documentary that follows you and influencer Chris Mariboli into the future of health. So please uh, tell us what the documentary explores and uh, and how you got involved in doing this movie. Well, I'm really excited to talk about the documentary. You know, we spent close to three years filming it. You know, we were throughout the United States, Canada, Costa Rica. Uh, we were we were also in Budapest, Hungary. And the purpose of the documentary is really to explain to patients out there why it's so important to have their eyes examined and the importance of the eye. There's close to 300 systemic diseases that could be found in the eye. And many times your eye doctor 
is the first doctor to diagnose those diseases. Most people think, well, they go to their eye, get their eyes examined, and it's for contacts or glasses. But they don't realize there's a whole functional part of it that you do to see how well the eyes work together and the whole learning aspect with the eye. But there's also the health aspect that people don't realize until they have a problem. About 50% of the population at some point in their life will have at, at some an eye disease, and the most common 80% of the blindness is from diabetes, macular degeneration, and glaucoma. So, you know, a lot of these diseases of the eye are silent, so people don't realize it because they may not feel pain and they may not have trouble seeing until it's too late. But optometrists um, can play a great role in helping people prevent. Uh, not only eye disease, but systemic disease. So when you do an eye exam, let's say a patient comes in for a routine routine eye exam, what is it that you would notice that would uh, give you information about some of these systemic eye diseases? You know, uh, when I started practicing many years ago, we didn't have the technology that we have now. So when somebody goes to a dentist, they take a, an x-ray of, of, the, of the mouth and helps the dentist to make the diagnosis because the x-ray could see things that the dentist can't. And it's, it's similar in some of the things that an eye doctor does because we could take, it's not an x-ray, but we take a photograph of the back of the eye. And uh, just by looking at that photograph, a lot of times the picture, because it could see, you know, around eight microns, eight to 12 microns, it could see... Uh, things in the blood vessels, such as little microaneurysms, sometimes we see little hemorrhages that could indicate systemic disease, anywhere from hypertension to, to, to diabetes to high homocysteine levels. So there's a number of different types of uh, conditions that we could find by looking inside the eye. And of, of course, there's all the functional tests that are done by many optometrists to see how well the eyes are coordinated. Uh, 80% of learning is through the eyes, and many times kids, uh, the reason why they have trouble learning or they, they read and they lose their place, skip, misread, or have poor comprehension is because there's an eye issue that many times could be easily fixed through uh, therapeutic eye exercises. And that's music to my ears, as you know, Dr. Gill, because that's the area of uh, that I practice in optometry is vision therapy. But so many of the patients that we see, still we need to rule out eye disease. How often should um, should people be seeing their eye exam, uh, their doctor for eye exams? You know, we recommend that people get their eyes examined every year. And even though they may not need their glasses changed every year, and they may, you know, because when you're driving a car or you're playing a sport on a scale of one to 10, you want to see a 10. Uh, you don't want to see a seven or an eight because a deer could be running out in front of the car or a little kid. So you want to have your best possible vision or you're playing a sport, you know, tennis or baseball or, you know, whatever sport that you, that you enjoy. Now pickleball is the big sport. And, right. you know, so just that little bit to be able to see a little bit better uh, with uh, updated contact lenses or glasses, or maybe there's something that has developed because, you know, the American diet is very poor, you know, so I, we call it the SAD diet, the standard American diet, and that's what leads to many of these chronic diseases 
that often that we could pick up in, in the eye. You know, about half the population is either diabetic or has insulin resistance, which means they're at risk for diabetes. And with the technology that we spoke about before with the with the retinal imaging, we could pick up these little changes in the blood vessels to see if somebody's at risk for uh, diabetes or they have, they're beginning to have insulin resistance and they could make easy changes, you know, in diet and exercise uh, to, to, to help prevent these these blinding diseases and life-threatening diseases. Well, I really want to ask you more information about nutrition. We'll do that a little bit later um, because that plays such a role in uh, what we're talking about with our eyes and general health. But let's get back to this movie. You know, in 2017, and I'm sure even before that, what was the real spark that, that you know, came to you, your vision to create such a big movie? I mean, most, most eye docs, most medical people creating a movie is never even in their mind. And, uh, you know, what what really moved you in this direction? And, and uh, share with us that journey. Yeah, I wanted to tell the story of the connection between nutrition and the eye and the, the connection between a systemic disease and the eye. And the public really doesn't know about that connection. So I was at a party and I met uh, Wayne Chesler, who's the president of Bing Films, and he just finished a movie called Cut, Poison, and Burn about cancer. And he was telling me that it was really kind of, a, unfortunately, a depressing topic. And I was telling him about my interest. And, you know, we were talking. He goes, you know, that's a happy, that's a happy topic. That's something, you know, through nutrition and through, uh, through getting your eyes examined, there's so much that you can learn and, and the public doesn't know about it. So there's a story there. So we sat down and we had a number of meetings and one le thing led to another and we said, let's do it. You know, I'm the president of this organization called Box, And uh, through being the president of this organization, I had access to a lot of the big, uh, the big, the big uh, companies in contact lenses, pharmaceuticals, and many of them helped us to fund the movie because it was an expensive proposition. It was over a million dollars into it. I didn't take a penny, you know, to, to do the movie. Uh, and, uh, but we had to go to a lot of places and, you know, being in Costa Rica and Nicoya, you know, my heart really is with the, with the, with the, with the centenarians. There's a big part in the movie about the centenarians and why they lived to over a hundred and and what kind of foods they eat and what what their eyes are like because they're not getting the diseases that we get in the West, so they don't get macular degeneration like we do. So some of those secrets are revealed in the movie. We talk about also in Costa Rica. We were in the city and then in some of the small towns explained it with children. So we, we, we also dealt with children to see why some people get myopia and they're getting nearsighted compared to other children that don't get myopia and nearsightedness. And uh, we talked to uh, optometrists, uh, eye doctors in Costa Rica, experts, and to get their opinions. So in the movie, and we also have some animation in the movie where we tell a story uh, of this avocado, and I don't want to give it away, but uh, so there's something for everybody. Everybody likes the film, whether you're a senior citizen and 
you know, you really enjoy the part about the centenarians, even if you're a little kid and you're, you're seven or eight, because there's a little bit of a, animation in the movie, which you could follow the animation throughout the movie. And then there's a whole health and wellness part for the people in their 40s, 50s, and 60s that find that very interesting. So there's something for everybody in, in the film. And uh, people, you know, we're getting rave reviews on the movie. And, you know, it's not a, when you watch the movie, it's scientific entertainment. So it's not like a movie where, you, where you're watching it and it says, oh, yeah, I need to get my eyes examined. I need to get my eyes examined. At the end of the movie, you come to the conclusion that that's something that's important after enjoying, uh, you know, all the different science that we teach in the film. You know, it's interesting. I shared the movie with a couple of my friends and they went right to their eye doctors and said, are you doing these tests? I want to make sure that I'm getting all the, uh, you know, high tech testing to evaluate uh, my eyes for all these health. And so um, I'm finding many of my friends taking information of the movie to their eye doctors, which, mo you know, most eye docs you hope are doing that, but maybe address the concern that we all have about online eye exams. Are you getting everything you need with now what's being promoted, especially in the younger groups on, oh, just get your, your eyes examined on the telephone and um, then buy your glasses online. Can you address what that might mean for us in the future? Well, that's a great point. I mean, that's also one of the reasons why we made the film because there's these disruptors online telling patients, you know, look at your cell phone and you can get your prescription. And they ignore the whole health part of the exam and the whole functional part of how well the eyes work together. So that was also motivation of, of making the film. You know, like, like I said before, you know, when you, if we just, there's three main parts to an eye exam. There's the health part, there's the refractive part with the glasses and contacts and the functional part how well your eyes work together. And, you know, when you're doing it online or you're looking at a cell phone, many times you're looking at one part to see the, the, the to see if you need different glasses or contact lenses. But, you know, you can't compare uh, an online refraction compared to when you go in to see a doctor's, into a doctor's office. Uh, again, you want to see on a scale of one, it's not like you're going to the eye doctor every day, you, you know, you're doing it once a year. So to go into the eye doctor's office and get the best technology, especially today, because our technology is so good that we could give a, a terrific prescription. So you could scale, see on the scale of, of 10 out of 10, rather a scale of six or seven out of 10. And uh, so, you know, you know, there was, during the pandemic, I mean, we were, you know, we're in a position where we might have had to look at some styes or red eyes on, on the computer in two dimension, but it doesn't take the place of a three-dimensional eye exam. I mean, the eye is very complicated. When you're an eye doctor, you're a neurologist, you're, you're an internist, you're a cardiologist, you're a vascular specialist, you're, an, you're a neurologist, you're an autoimmune disease specialist, because every part of the eye is so complicated and so many different systemic diseases affect the eye. So when, when you start from the front of your eye, just looking at the eyelids and the face and then going to the tear film, and there's people that specialize in each part of, the, each part of this, 
of the eye, then the front of the eye called the cornea, and then the anterior chamber, and then the lens of the eye and the and the retina, and then the optic nerve and how the eyes work together, the coordination of the eye. It's very complex. And, you know, even though eye doctors sometimes can do it very quickly, they're checking all these things, these very complex uh these very complex parts of the eye and trying to do it in two dimension on just a on on a zoom or you know it it, it it's really you know it's really not something that it's not really something that's not the way it should be done uh of course if we have no choice and we're in the middle of a pandemic we do the best we can but you know if we have a choice of course it's you're, you're much better off going in and seeing the eye doctor because otherwise you're paying almost the same amount and you wind up cheating yourself out of uh, the care that you need. Well, great points on that. And again, my big concern is if you have a very easy prescription, sometimes that kind of technology on the phone will come close enough for glasses to work. But the whole section of the eye health hasn't even been addressed. And people think they're young, yet you probably have the facts on how diabetes now is showing up so much more in young kids. And uh, we need to be very prudent in looking at the eye health, even of these young kids at a very early age. And so I think we get caught up in the terminology of eye vision exam and people here, oh, I can get an eye exam and just, you know, not all eye, eye, eye exams are the same. And I think that was a very strong point that you made in, in the movie. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's so many different types of conditions. I mean, I had a young, you know, a young kid the other day who was uh, 15 or 16 years old, and he had keratoconus at 16 years old. So if he would have done that online, you know, he's not going to get the proper care and going forward he's not going to get the care that he could need and now there's all kinds of treatments to try to prevent something like keratoconus from progressing so you know you never know what's going to walk in the office and what you're going to see i mean from from little kids to old to the to older people there's all types of conditions and diseases that we that we find and that we could help prevent and we could and we could help people see their best yeah, and can you uh, just explain what keratoconus is so our listeners uh, know what that condition entails? Yeah, so keratoconus is a progressive thinning of the front of the eye called the cornea. And uh, now if you if you find keratoconus early, this progressive thinning, and if it keeps thinning and thinning, your vision becomes very poor, so you would need a, a specialty contact lens and a lot of times you can't see with glasses, but now if you pick it up early and you find and it, and it continues to progress, there's a condition called uh, corneal cross-linking, which is a way of hardening the front of the cornea to prevent it from progressing. So, you know, if that's something that that patient would have went online, uh, they would, could have missed out on being able to catch keratoconus early. And I have a number of uh, podcasts that I've done on keratoconus. And uh, they're real, you know, some very, very uh, talented doctors that that I've uh, uh, interviewed on keratoconus. So look for that if you go to my uh, Dr. Kerry Gelb Open Your Eyes podcast. And we'll make sure we include that in our show notes uh, 
Dr. Gelb. And for the patient, they may have just felt that they weren't seeing well. It's not like they had pain necessarily or discomfort, but that's something that they could go in and think that they just need glasses and not even consider contact lenses, much less a progression of a disease. So just another good example of uh, why you should be going in for you know, thorough routine eye exams. Absolutely, and as we talked about also the functionality of the, uh, of the eyes working together, and we did a podcast together, episode 62, uh, Dr. Lynn Hellestein, Vision Therapy and Developmental Vision. So, uh, you know, there's this great information on, on the podcast that for people, it's for the public, it's also for, for optometry students, optometrists, ophthalmologists. Uh, they, they, you know, they, it's like a grand round that they can get tremendous information, just like, just like your podcast, Lynn. Yeah, thank you. And you're the one who really got me excited about uh podcasting. So I thank you uh, for that, for sure. And, uh, you know, in just a minute, we're going to take a quick break for a, a commercial. And when we uh, return from this commercial, Dr. Gelb, I'd really like to ask you more questions about uh, your interest and in your uh, teaching and recommendations on nutrition, as well as I love the stories of the centurions in the movie and found that so fascinating. And so that's an area that I hope to uh, ask you about as well. And then we'll spend a few minutes, if we have time, hopefully talking about nearsightedness progression, especially with kids and some of the really big uh, changes in contact lenses and what we call the hard to fit patients um, that I know you're certainly an expert on. So we'll just take a break in just a few seconds and be right back with you. Dr. Lin will be right back after this. Discover the power of the seeing brain, the creator of your true vision. Dr. Lynn Hellerstein's number one bestseller book, Expand Your Vision, helps you see with clarity and gain courage and confidence. Remove roadblocks and visualize your new lens to see and experience your world. Get Expand Your Vision on Amazon or visit lynnhellerstein.com. Developmental optometrist, award-winning author, and international speaker, Dr. Lynn Hellerstein holds powerful and inspiring conversations with her guests on Vision Beyond Sight in areas of healthcare, wellness, education, sports, and psychology. They share their inspirational stories of healing and life transformation through their vision expansion. Vision Beyond Sight will help you find clarity in your functional vision and expand the power of your seeing brain to gain courage, confidence, and success in your life. Join Dr. Lynn each week for a new exciting episode, Vision Beyond Sight.
Can your child organize, really organize? Parents and teachers will have practical, step-by-step strategies and templates to help get their children organized with Dr. Lynn Hellerstein's Organize It workbook. Increased organizational skills create success and confidence in school, sports, and life. Get Organize It on Amazon or visit lynnhellerstein.com. Welcome back to Vision Beyond Sight. Here's Dr. Lynn. Hi, welcome back. We're here with Dr. Carrie Gelb, who's an extraordinary optometrist. We've been talking about the documentary documentary movie that uh, he created and um, called Open Your Eyes. So we uh, were talking about the importance of nutrition uh, because... Dr. Gelb will tell us more about the kinds of things that might create serious illnesses. We know diabetes uh, can be really resolved, improved, sometimes eliminated if we only had appropriate nutrition. And Dr. Gelb's had this love for nutrition for years. I'd love for you to explain how you got started down that road and how you bring nutrition into your practice. Well... I lived for many years with a cold, eight months out of the year. And, uh, you know, I would exercise, go to the gym. I thought I was eating healthy. And then one day my wife said to me, you know, you have a cold all the time. I'm going to get you, I'm going to get you uh, better. I said, how are you going to get me better? What do you know about nutrition? So she goes, so she went out and bought a juicer. Uh, from Costco and she got this juice man juicer and she starts putting all these vegetables in the juice and it's spraying all over the kitchen and (laughs) making a mess and I said uh, well then I read this book uh, on juicing uh, by Gary Knoll and uh, you know I said well maybe there's something to this and I wound up buying a good one uh, uh, and I started juicing and and before I knew it, in two days, my cold was gone, and I I hadn't had a cold since then. So uh, being uh, an optometrist in New Jersey, I was asked to give a lecture at uh, the NJSOP. So one of the lectures was on new technology, because I'm very interested in different types of technology. And they said, well, you have to do another lecture, and the other one was on diabetes. So I, I really prepared very well for it, you know, from a conventional way of doing it. You know, I probably at that point knew more about diabetes than any endocrinologist in the country because I really prepared very, very intensely. But I also read a book by Mark Hyman, and I realized there was something in conventional medicine that was missing, and that was the whole nutrition and health and wellness aspect. Yeah, I mean, certainly we could treat diabetes with all different types of medications, but it was more treating the symptoms. It wasn't treating the the cause of diabetes. So I got really interested in understanding the causes of disease rather than just treating symptoms. And I, 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 
started becoming, a, I became a member of the Institute of Functional Medicine. I started attending a number of their courses and their, and their seminars. And, and I started reading many, many books on health and nutrition and wellness. And, and that's really how I got, I got involved in it. And it really started with myself being sick with a cold uh, most of the year, which was very, very frustrating. And, uh, and it was really just from lack of nutrition in the standard Amer American diet. You know, you know, 75% of our healthcare diet dollars are spent on preventable chronic disease, but only 3% are spent on are invested in preventing preventing these diseases. And there's about 34 million dollars per year that are spent on supplements. About 50% of the population takes supplements, and over 65, it's a, I think it's 68% around uh, the population takes some type of supplement. And 63% of our food is processed food, which is polyunsaturated fatty acids, uh, which is those refined vegetable oils, refined grain, sugar, trans fats. So, you know, I I realized from reading all this, it's just that. It, it's really kind of simple. We're just not eating real food. We're eating processed food, and 63% of what we're eating is processed, and about 92% of us are deficient in at least one nutrient, and about 12 to 18% of us, are our nutrition is so poor, we're actually just killing ourselves. And every 10 years, the USDA tests Americans' blood, and that's how they know that 92% of us are deficient in at least one nutrient. So, and, you know, your eye bone is connected to your toe bone and what's right. good for your eyes is it's good for your heart and it's good for, you know, it's good for your overall health. So that's kind of how I got interested in it. So when you have a patient coming in and you start your eye exam, you look at the back of their eye and the retina and you start seeing hemorrhages. How do you handle that patient? Because you know that there were, there's a good chance they're diabetic. And you also know just because of the statistics that they often are not healthy eaters. So what do you do from there as far as helping your patient with the nutritional ends of things? Well, one of the things I do is, if, you know, they're not under care of a, of a doctor. You know, obviously I work together with, with, with primary care and uh, but if I see things that are related, if I do see a hemorrhage to, to begin with, you know, we'll we'll I'll send them out to labs. I have a certain lab protocol that I do, and it's not only most of the time it is diabetes that's causing the retinal hemorrhage, but it could be high LP little A or homocysteine. So it you know could be elevated platelets. It could be other things besides just uh, diabetes. So they need to be really worked up well to make sure that what what the cause is and once we know what the cause is then we could really work on on helping them but in general most people do have a poor diet and i have a, a 10 point plan that i use for people uh you know if they're you know if they're diabetic we have things that we want them to avoid like you know you know like easy things the low-hanging fruits such as smoking you know most a lot of people have the big belly, you know, when, when they have the big belly, that belly is, is giving off these inflammatory mediators, which are causing, which causes the body to be inflamed. 
and inflammation is the core component of chronic disease. So we try to work on foods that cause uh, that belly to be to get big, which is comes from high insulin, and high insulin comes from sugar. And when the sugar goes up, it raises your insulin, it causes fat to be deposited in the organs, especially the abdomen, and then you get this big belly, which produces these inflammatory mediators, and then uh, people are at risk for chronic disease. So we try to eliminate uh, different foods that will increase insulin, such as high fructose corn syrup. And I did an excellent podcast with Robert Lustig, who is very well known for his work on high fructose corn syrup. He's been on 60 Minutes, and he really uh, gave a tremendous uh, podcast. You know, we try to eliminate soda and uh, even artificial sweeteners because artificial sweeteners could also, even though it doesn't uh, logically make sense because there's no sugar, but it actually does raise the hemoglobin A1C and you're dealing with chemicals. You want to try to avoid chemicals that you can. We recommend people eat foods that are high in uh, omega-3s, such as wild salmon, uh, sardines, anchovies, mackerel. Uh, we want we want we want it to be uh, wild type of uh, cord fish because we don't want a lot of mercury. And also, we usually recommend that they do take supplements such as omega threes. Uh, we right. want them to be typically on an anti-inflammatory, more of a paleo type diet where they're eating a lot of organic fruits and vegetables, three to ones uh, vegetables to fruits. Because if, if you're eating a lot of fruit or you're juicing fruit, you could really raise your triglyceride level too high. So if you're going to juice, you got to be very careful with juicing fruit. It has to be mostly vegetables. But raw, unsalted nuts, grass-fed, hormone, antibiotic-free meats, organic, hormone-free turkey and chicken, eggs, including the yolk. In fact, there were studies done on macular degeneration, and they found that people who ate eggs and of course, you want pasture-raised, the best possible eggs that you could get, decrease their risk of macular degeneration up to around 60%. We want people to be on healthy fats, such as avocado, olive oil, cooking with unprocessed coconut oil. And we want them to eat, you know, for the eye, eat foods with a lot of carotenoids, especially lutein and, and zeaxanthin that we find in the dark green leafy vegetables, you know, such as raw spinach, kale, collard greens. Uh, goji berries is a is a great. If you don't like vegetables, you could go to the health food store, and you could ha get goji berries. Not only does it have a lot of zeaxanthin, probably has the most zeaxanthin of anything. And lutein and zeaxanthin decrease the risk of macular degeneration. If you absorb it, uh, if you're good at absorbing it, uh, zeaxanthin could decrease the studies up to 93%. Lutein as high as 77%. Also, could decrease the risk of uh, cataracts. Joanna Seta did a, a wonderful study back in the 90s to show that people who ate foods high in lutein and zeaxanthin decreased their risk of cataract and macular degeneration. We also, you know, orange and yellow peppers, peaches, bananas, uh, egg yolks, these all have lutein and zeaxanthin in it. We like people that have uh, organic green tea and drink a lot of water throughout the day. You know, we have a lot of patients, as I'm sure you do, that have dry eyes. And a lot of times the dry eyes are just that, it's just that their eyes are dry because they're dehydrated. And, you know, I did an excellent podcast with Dr. Gerald Pollack, and we 
we talked about water and absorbing water and we we and he talks about how we want the water to be more like gel so we recommend now i recommend that my patients put frozen blueberries in their water to get the water a little bit more like gel so they can absorb it we want a lot of spices because spices are anti-inflammatories with the cinnamon rosemary oregano garlic himalayan salt curcumin ginger paprika these are things to decrease inflammation you got to make sure your vitamin D level is above 50, between 50 and 80. There's been a number of studies that show that vitamin D decreased the risk of macular degeneration, also helps decrease the risk of Alzheimer's, and decreases the risk of many different diseases, 16 different types of cancers and hypertension, diabetes, so it's an infection. So it's very, you know, vitamin D levels are very important. Stress reduction and exercise. You know, it's just not about diet. You know, you also have to exercise. You have to have stress reduction. There's certain supplements that we recommend if we want to decrease the risk of macular degeneration, such as, you know, we like Macular Health or, you know, so they're, you know, they're, but you want good, just really good products. And, and you know, you want to read a lot about this stuff. It's really fascinating reading. You know, you can go back to uh, some of the older books like The Paleo Diet from Lauren Cordain, who was actually in optometry school for a semester, one or two semesters, but wound up leaving and becoming a PhD. And or David Perlmutter, who is a neurologist, who wrote a great right. book called Grain Brain. So those are that's kind of the way I approach things. But I do labs, you know, to try to find out why people have what they have, and then we kind of direct them with some of the some uh, some direction. We have tariff sheets that we give patients. To try to help them, and then we work with others, you know, others, whether they're PCP, they're internists, nutritionists, people that could help them because you know they're, you know, they're, you know, so, so a lot of times with the autoimmune diseases such as uveitis, I mean, there's there's I think a hundred, over a hundred autoimmune diseases right now, and the ones that affect the eye. A lot of times I interviewed the Lassio Fasano, which we didn't play yet, and we talked about intestinal permeability and autoimmune disease. And a lot of times, you know, we, we have to treat the symptoms because we don't want them to get eye damage. We have to treat it with steroids and dilating the pupil. But sometimes, in addition, we can make referrals to find out if we can help them with the cause of the autoimmune disease, so to help them with their diet and and some of the accomplish some of the reasons of the cause of the disease rather than just treating the symptoms. Of course, a lot of times you have to treat the symptoms because if you don't treat the symptoms, terrible things could happen. But if you can yeah. do both, that would be that's that 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 would even be better. Well, Dr. Gelb, thank you. It's totally apparent how passionate you are about nutrition and also shows how important it is not just for seeing but to really get to the cause of the problem, not not the name of the disease, but the cause of the problem, because so many of the eye diseases we see are from circulation. And, and, and like you said, optometrists end up having to know a little bit about, you know, all the other areas of medicine because it shows up so much in the eyes. And my experience, because I'm so interested in nutrition as well for my own personal uh, health, and you know I've had gut problems for over 20 years. Many of this, uh, these diseases that you've talked about with inflammation, has been found to start in the gut. And um, 
You know, when I work with a cardio, my cardiologist, he starts with my gut. And you might say, wait, he's all about the heart and, and cardiovascular, but it's really about the digestion and the absorption. And I think what you've pointed Absolutely. out, and you've just provided such a wealth of uh, tips, and some, um, some of these um, handouts you mentioned, I know are on your website, which we'll give right at the end of our podcast. Um, but what's frustrating, I think, for most of my patients is their general internists and docs don't always address the the illness through the nutritional and life sustaining support systems. And um, they're not given very much, if any, advice on what or how to eat. And so really being a student, like you mentioned, Mark Hyman has been my go-to for years. And he's got a great podcast. Uh, Drew Perrot has great podcasts as well. And um, so it's very easy now to start learning more about the importance of nutrition and health and good gut management. And you might say, well, wait a minute, isn't this a, a vision podcast? But, you know, as I can see from the types of people you've interviewed, um, nutrition is really the foundation for us to stay healthy, reduce inflammation. Um, when we see a patient with eye disease, it's been there for a long time. It's been, it's been uh, brewing for years and finally shows up. So I, I love your approach to that. Um, just switching gears for just a moment, I'd like to talk about nearsightedness, myopia, that we see, especially with kids. And in the U.S., the progression of nearsightedness is truly increasing, as it is in Asian countries. Can you just spend a minute talking about what you do for nearsighted progression as far as any type of prevention? Yeah, I mean, that's a big issue. There's an epidemic of myopia right now or nearsightedness, and it it stems a lot from kids looking at digital devices. When I was young, my mother used to yell at me to come inside uh, and play. Now the parents are yelling at the kids, go outside and play. You're looking at your digital devices. So kids are looking, their world is up close. They're looking at digital devices and it's easier to read when you're nearsighted. So, you know, the body is, is very funny. It, it adapts. So, you know, if you're going to stare at a, a digital device all day, you know, your body goes into a homeostasis and says, okay, I got to make it easier for myself. So I'm going to, the eye's going to lengthen and, and you're going to become nearsighted. So one of the early one of the things that we know for sure is you got to get your kids outside and and get them to play outside and not spend way too much time in front of the di digital devices. But when we do see kids that are starting to become nearsighted and certainly if there's a strong family history of it, there are things that we could do. Uh, you know, recommendations as far as uh, visual hygiene, like I said, getting them away from the digital devices getting them outside. And then once they are nearsighted, you know, there is different types of contact lenses that we could use to slow the progression. And the studies show you could decrease the progression as high as 70%. And it's probably even, in my experience, I think it's even better. You know, we do uh, Ortho-K uh, in my practice, and we also use the soft contact lenses, the FDA-approved MySight, which is made by CooperVision. So we offer those, you know, we have those options. Uh, there's also that, a pharmaceutical uh, option as well. 
that that me personally, I'm not big on using using uh, the pharmaceutical option. You know, I don't think for me and my patients, if I could do it with, through a contact lenses, through a contact lens, not that I'm against pharmaceuticals. I mean, I have probably six, seven hundred glaucoma patients. They're all on topical pharmaceuticals, and 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 I use it, but. But me personally, even though there's, there's some good studies on atropine, uh, I personally rather go the contact lens route rather than the pharmaceutical route. I don't want to see kids on pharmaceuticals uh, eye drops for, for, for years. That's, that's a you. personal preference, and a lot of eye doctors, just to, 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 just to say, would disagree with that. So thank you so much, Dr. Gillib. Uh, we're just at the end of our time. And... Um, what I'd like to make sure is that we uh, mention your website, www.openyoureyes2020.com. Watch the movie. It's fabulous. Share it with your friends. Well, thank you so much, Dr. T, for your inspiration and wonderful words of wisdom. It's always my honor to be with you. Uh, please check Dr. T out at her website at www.alderwoodvisiontherapy.com. Dot com and alderwoodvisiontherapy.com you'll see that in the show notes so you can uh, go right to that and you're more than welcome to ask Dr. T any questions thanks to everyone for joining us today and remember your vision doesn't define you you define your vision expand your vision and see with clarity gain courage and confidence see you next time thanks so much again for joining us bye bye Thank you for joining us today on Vision Beyond Sight. Join Dr. Lynn Hellerstein each week to help you find clarity in your functional vision and expand the power of your seeing brain to gain courage, confidence, and success in your life. Remember, your vision does not define you. You define your vision. For more information and find additional podcasts, visit lynnhellerstein.com. See you next time on Vision Beyond Sight.